Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Uh, Where do we pick up from? Hi, Uh, everyone. You're listening to the Sinner and the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. Honey, you promised you would take the kids to the zoo today. When are you going to mow the lawn? Your parents are coming over and you're not even dressed. You promised you were going to leave your wife for me. Don't let this happen to you. Everybody's working for the weekend, but your family and friends are always ruining your days off. Introducing football season the best way to drown out the ones you love watch grown men run into each other head first marvel as overweight men chase a bouncing ball let the gladiators of today help you disconnect from the worries of the modern world get your 2018 college and pro football seasons today and we'll throw in the sinner and the saints tailgate show presented by frost brood coors light for free that's right you'll get two football leagues luke anderson if you were at the gym and you saw Myers Leonard pull up in a Prius, met him at the swimming pool, but you didn't ever really have a chance to talk to him because he kind of dismisses of you, would you leave your name and number in his uh, windshield? Will Darkens. Like, I want to see more of the man bag, the alligator skin man bag. And two hours you'll never get back every Saturday morning for one low price. Just turn your dial to 1080. The Fan. That's that me. I, oh, do I need to make a... Uh, oh! No. Turn that racket down, though. There we go. Yeah, that's my bad. That's okay. Everybody's new here today. Well, except for me. But you're <laughs> new in the booth. I am new in the booth, man. I'm ready for this. Will Darkins here with you. This is Centering the Saint on 1080, the fan on a Saturday morning that is uh, not sunny uh, for the most part. I know that on this show we have pledged to never talk about weather again, but today is uh, not only creepy looking, but absolutely depressing. Yeah. I cannot see like two inches in front of my face. It's I've, not okay. I've seen, here's the thing. When I was driving here this morning, I was thinking to myself, because I was going over the bridge. I know there's a bunch of bridges, so I guess I couldn't really tell you which one. A lot of bridges. A lot of bridges. I haven't lived here long enough to tell you which bridge, Mm. but I was going over, and I couldn't see anything. It was just fog, and uh, I was thinking about giving you a call and be like, listen, Will, I don't know if I'm going to make it there because I've seen too many scary movies, and this is a scary movie scene. This is exactly like when the bridge will, like, fall over or something like that. I'd slap you if you did that. You would? That would would really... That would make me more angry than anything. And uh, for the most part, I usually don't get too angry. I know. But, like, I'll get angry at irrational things. Like, the other day at the office, somebody took my Tupperware from the sink. Yeah, you sent out an email. Yeah, I sent out a company-wide email where I basically said, hey, uh, you know, 
I get it. You accidentally, and I put it in quotes, accidentally took my Tupperware with the red lid. You need to return it by uh, the end of the weekend. And then I put in uh, parentheses because I know you've already left. And this was at 430. Now, this goes out to everybody in the Portland Intercom community, meaning our vice president, our managers, uh, shareholders, people who actually invest in stock in the Portland market. They now know that I was unbelievably pissed at the fact that I went in the kitchen, my Tupperware is gone. Uh, and I thought it sent a pretty positive message for a guy who uh, most people around here don't know what I do for a living. Right. Uh, I saw that. And I was, I felt a little bad because then I took it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> I was just playing, but I actually did take my Tupperware home the other day mm. and I, it might've had a red lid. Are you serious? Did you really take it? I don't, I thought it was mine. Were you here yesterday? For like a quick, maybe hour or two. Okay. Well, I'm not playing anymore. Did you really take it? No, I I, I don't know. Well, I, now I, I need took, to know how well, big was the Tupperware? It was like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, that was it. I just the, saw this, your hands. The small, this? Yep. That's I just saw your hands. Part. That was it. Really? What the hell's wrong with I had you? The Why same would you one. take it? I had the same one. I thought someone took mine. That's the <laughs> excuse of a liar. <laughs> I, re- I It depends, too, at what time. Mm. It had my breakfast in it. Mm-hmm. Can't believe you. Let's talk about sports, That kind man. of crap just bothers me. It's you a, think it's okay it's to a just younger, walk in and take other people's stuff? It's a younger generation thing. It is. You it's Gen Zers. Am I a Gen Z? I think so. When were you born? 95. Yeah, well, are you? No, you might still be a millennial, I think. I think the cutoff is like 97 or something. Look at that. See, we're the same. Yeah, a little bit. I'm 30. (laughs) I'm 23. That's solid. Okay, back to real quick to wrap up this Tupperware. Well, we're not done with it yet, so go ahead and say what you need to say. Oh, I was was hoping I could just wrap it up so you wouldn't be mad anymore. Sure, go ahead. Uh, It might have been yours. It might have been mine. Mm -hmm. I can go home and look. Yeah, if you I can. have if I have more than three, then it's yours, because I know I have three. Mm-hmm. So if I go, and you stole those other ones, right? No. Oh, I I paid a solid three dollars for those. I think at Winco. Good for you. I paid five for mine, and it was a set <laughs> at Freddy's. And now I'm mad. Listen, you get paid more than I do. You can't like not by much. You can't, you can't like toss. You're like nine fifty an hour. I'm ten. That's what three years of hard work is over here. <laughs> No Luke today, obviously, because we uh, started off with some hot Tupperware talk. Uh, usually that's what I want to do when Luke is here, but he always tells me that's not the show, you know, the direction the show should go in, whatever. Uh, so it's just going to be Marcus and I today. And of course, there's a lot on the palette. It's conference championship week in the NFL, the top four teams that we really wanted at the start of the year. They're going to be playing each other. That's kind of exciting. Uh, Sean Payton has a strategy to try to disrupt Jared Goff, which I find absolutely hilarious, but really logical, mm-hmm. pretty funny. Uh, the Trailblazers beat the Pelicans in a really useless game that really didn't matter that much, except for the fact that now Anthony Davis, if you heard in your update, is out for one to two weeks with a broken hand. That's just ridiculous. Uh, yeah, bad. Uh, then, you know, in the second hour, we'll break down both of the NFC and AFC championship games uh, a little bit further. There's also a uh, problem in the NFL that may take football down as we know it. And it's not head injuries, Marcus. What is it? Let me, let me That's know. That's the tease. 
Oh, that's the tease? I can tell you off air. Yeah, I was going to say, tell break. me off air because now I'm interested. Well, yeah, I'll tell you off air, but I don't do that now. That's why you set up the tease so right. then they stick around. The, the The five people listening right now now in their car going to Safeway to pick up milk they forgot during the week, they're like, well, I got to stay in the car to hear this. I actually texted my girlfriend and I asked her if she was going to listen. And she yeah. said, it's Saturday morning. I'm not listening to the radio. Yeah, right. And now, I was like, well. Well, see, that's why you should have like thrown something out from her fridge right and right. then like it forced her to go well i gotta go get that i guess i'll go listen to his radio show. i should have i should have taken her tupperware yeah yeah well you'll piss her off too <laughs> hey you know what i watched last night what'd you watch uh the uh the the netflix version of the fire festival documentary yeah what'd you think well so okay so if you don't know what the Fire Festival was, it was this music concert a couple years back where uh, this guy named Billy McFarland and uh, Ja Rule for ja some Rule. reason. Yeah, he was there for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how the hell that happened. Uh, but they basically got together and they said, hey, let's make an app where you can book kind of A-list performers through the app and they'll come and perform for you at whatever venue. And then they go, to promote that, we're going to throw this music festival on an island that used to be Pablo Escobar's like drug island, his drug den, where he used to float blow in from uh, planes and ships. I'm a little more interested. Yeah, and so uh, the documentary is basically about how they couldn't put it on. They actually weren't able to do it because they didn't promise people enough stuff, right? Uh, they, uh, (laughs) They were supposed to have like these really luxury cabanas and everything. They ended up being hurricane tents with beds in them. (laughs) so these people and mind you they paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a head to go to this concert Damn, 250k dude just to just to get to the concert now that is all inclusive right that's plane ride there plane ride back crappy hurricane tent food which ended up being cheese on a piece of bread and water you know that does that's not that bad though Think about it. Have you ever been to Have you ever been to a concert, Will? Yeah, I've been to. Um, I went to Sasquatch. What's that? It's this music festival in. Uh, it's in Canada, huh? Washington. Oh, never mind. Pretty I close. See. Who'd you see? Uh, I saw Kid Cudi, and uh, he performed for like three songs and then left. And I can't tell you how pissed off I was because he was supposed like. He was the main event? You got to understand, dude. This was 2009. This is when he was, like, really popular, not a laughing stock. Like, I was pumped to see Kid Cudi, and three songs in, he just bounces. He's gone. Yeah, but when you're, I would, okay, but were you under the influence? I don't know if I could, I don't know if I can ask you that right now. If I'm under the influence? Were you? Oh, was I? Oh, yeah, yeah, completely. (laughs) See, but that it wasn't that bad, right? Well, no, nothing was under the influence. Exactly. And so I'm guessing that's kind of what they were hoping, is that when people are there, don't get me wrong, man. I might have been under the influence once or twice in my life. And when I was, you know. Dude, che- whatever. You get, cheese, you get messed up constantly. Cheese and some bread. I think that would hit the spot. You, no, dude, this was bad. Like, all these rich <laughs> kids, these rich snooty kids, yeah, they got there, and they were promised, like, a luxury music festival. Yeah. And it wasn't. Like, they, they got on a, they, they landed on the island, and they all got on a school bus to basically get driven in. <laughs> And they're driving in, and they see all these little these little domes, these little uh, these these tents, these hurricane tents that were supposed to be like luxury cabanas, and they're like, oh yeah, this is just like some 
some other thing. Like, I'm sure the concert's, like, just over the hill. And the bus driver who had been working there for, like, a year to try to put it together, he started laughing. He's like, no, this is it. <laughs> like, <laughs> They no, were probably so hurt. You paid 250k for a hurricane tent and a rain-soaked bed. Well. Bad, dude. That would be bad. I would, I mean, at that point, that's when I'd be like, okay, well, I'm just going to drink till it doesn't matter to me anymore. Right? Yeah. Isn't that what you should do or what you would do? What, just drink continually until I didn't have feelings anymore? Yes. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I did that in the past. but <laughs> I mean, that's what led to problems. Right. But still, then it, it, <laughs> I get that. I get that. But don't you think it would have made a situation like that better? I think it would have made it way better. What, just getting completely messed up? Yes. Yeah, I, I mean, the problem is that you're only going to, okay, so let's say you get there, right? Mm-hmm. And you and this was this is what happened in the documentary. They sent them to like a local restaurant and they did get really drunk, right? Right. And then they drove them over to the campgrounds because they were still when they landed, like putting together the cabanas. Ooh. Like they were still <laughs> building them. And they got them drunk. And in my head when I was watching this, I was thinking, like, uh, you know, like you're gonna stay drunk or either black out. Like, there's a rate of, like, you're going to be drunk for about three hours until everything starts sitting in, and you're like, oh, this sucks. Or yeah. you're going to black out, and that's, like, a danger to everyone else. Yeah. And so I don't know if that was the smartest strategy, but we'll, 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 we'll come back to this later in the show because they uh, the water that was supposed to be at the festival was held hostage, and one of the guys who was one of the event promoters uh, – was basically propositioned to do something absolutely horrific to make it so that they could have water at the festival. I'm extremely intrigued. Uh, this also relates back to a couple of the uh, polls that we have on Twitter on our page, at Center Saint 1080. You're going to the fire Festival, and you can bring just one item. Here are a choice of the four. There's beer, water, food, and clean underwear. Hmm. I don't, I was thinking about that. You know, I probably wouldn't bring beer. I'm not much of a beer guy. Okay. I, I like 40s. Yeah. But that's about it. Mm. Uh, I mean, food. I mean, the cheese bread is, I'm, yeah. I'm cool with that. I can live with that. So let's say that you took water. Yes. That means that you probably still have liquor there, right? Yes. Okay. So at some point, you're going to have to go to the bathroom, right? Absolutely. Okay. Well, you don't have a bathroom because that's the other niche in this story. They oh. didn't have enough bathrooms for people. This sounds like a complete failure. <laughs> so we'll get more into that now yes, or two. Let's do that. But coming up next, Conference Championship Week has plenty of matchups to watch for, but the battle of Marcus Peters and Michael Thomas pales in comparison to what's on the AFC side. Mm. Mm. Gonna be a good one. Nine you fourteen. What, you see what uh you see what Marcus uh Peters was saying before the game though. In the and we're that gonna get to that, Marcus. Yeah, let's do it. Nine fifteen on the fan. Prime time with Isaac and Sue. A prime asset at any party. I thought it went in when it when it you can see it kind of doink. I'm like, oh crap, he hit the crossbar and it went in. That that's no. a crappy way to lose. That is. Uh, but I have sympathy for kickers because because he got booed off the field if you didn't see it. And it was I mean it was that, bad. Yeah. It wasn't like a they weren't throwing things at him though, so that's good. If it were in Philly, they would have beamed him with batteries. I suppose. Do you think you bring ba- like in Philly? Do you bring batteries to the game in anticipation of that? Or but there always seems to be batteries on hand at Philadelphia. But that is like, sometimes you hear the smattering of booze. That was not a smattering. That was a chorus of booze. Yeah, they were pissed. Well, I think that if he makes that field goal, he doesn't get any credit. No, you're supposed to. Well, he didn't make the first one. That one went through. 
Yeah, they iced him. It worked. It worked. The last time in the playoffs a, a, a kicker was successfully iced was 2004. The home of primetime with Isaac and Sue. Weekdays 3 to 7, 1080 The Fan. Join Mark Patrick Hypnosis and lose weight or stop smoking for only $49.99 guaranteed. Seminars Saturday the 26th at the Red Lion Hotel on the River in Portland and Sunday the 27th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Beaverton. More info at markpatrickseminars.com. My name is Aileen. I am a single mom of three boys. I work 40 plus hours a week. At KeyBank, we help people make financial progress. Glenn introduced me to the um, financial wellness tool that KeyBank offers, which shows you where your money is going and how much of your money is going into that particular department, like clothes, food. For me, it's a sense of comfort, just to mean that I'm doing the best that I can with what I have. Let's just face it, awareness is everything. And once you know where your money's going, once you know where you can cut, then things start happening. It's been really interesting how caught up I was with my money controlling me. Now, I am in control of it. Join Eileen. Use the red key. Sign up for your financial wellness review from KeyBank. Then, make and manage your budget with our digital tools. Start at pdxprogress.com. KeyBank is member FDIC. Hey guys, Isaac here. If you play a lot of golf like me year-round, there's no better home course than Langdon Farms. You should join me as a farm card holder at Langdon Farms and see what all the fuss is about. One, it's the driest course in the area. They've just added 5,000 new feet of drainage on hole 18. They're committed to a consistent year-round golf experience. And two... They stretch your dollar. The farm card benefits are off the charts. The more you play, the more you get. And they offer golf cash. Download the Langdon Farms smartphone app, and every time you load up, you get paid. $10 free the first time. It's the easiest way to pay for everything, including greens, fees, beverage cart, food, and even bets with your friends. And underrated at Langdon is the grill. Just a short drive down I-5, huge menu with great food, and they offer Southern Barbecue Night every Tuesday. Juicy baby back ribs, low-roasted beef brisket, or Southern fried chicken. Hey, guys, Langdon's a great place to play your year-round golf. Take it from me. Fun tournaments, too. So to keep up, visit langdonfarms.com, and we'll see you on the course. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, no Luke today. He is out on some family business. On some family business. Family business. So instead, it's me. I hope everyone enjoys this. I like how you introduced yourself. (laughs) 55305 is the Better You Today text line. Plenty of people are getting pretty pissed off about this um, uh, fire festival. Uh, somebody texting in fire festival was awesome. Great seats by the dead and Huey Lewis. I'm sorry. Great sets. Not the original news though. was a drag. Uh, I didn't quite get that one. Um, somebody says you need to watch the documentary to really understand it. Mm. And I'm surprised that you didn't know about this thing. Cause you're a young person and you're kind of up on this hip stuff. I know that's what I'm saying. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised too. Yeah. Uh, somebody saying they pay 250k for a music fest, but got downtown Portland accommodations. They're no doubt mad, but were they? Uh, someone took their Tupperware mad. Ooh, from Brent. Um, I did get unreasonably mad about the Tupperware. 
I'm not sorry about accusing you of stealing it because now I've grown about 95% sure that you did take it and you did it out of laziness, what? which pisses me off what? even more. <laughs> no way. We're not getting back onto this, but. No, okay. we are because I just did. No, there's no way. It was, okay. It might have been me, but it was an honest mistake. Was it a red top? Yes, it was a red top, but yeah, mine so had a red mine. top. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. I had mine there this morning. It's fine. I'm going to be the bigger man. <laughs> well, come on. I thought we were cool. The NFL Conference Championship Week is finally here. We got two games on the NFC side. It's going to be the Rams headed to the Dome to play the Saints. That game's going to kick off at about noon on Sunday. That's on Fox. On the AFC side, they get the later game, the 340 kick. Pat's going to Arrowhead to try to stop the red hot Patrick Mahomes. That's going to be on CBS. I do have a poll up right now at Center St. 1080 that relates a little bit to this. You're a starting quarterback in the NFL Conference Championship weekend. Who do you want talking on your headset? Sean McVay, Sean Payton, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid, 55305 is the better you today text line. Let us know who, which coach, if you were the QB in these instances, that you would want talking to you in your ear. Now, there was an insane story that came out yesterday about this. And it's that Sean Payton is urging the fans at the Superdome to start cheering as loud as possible, starting immediately at the play clock. Immediately. And the reason being is because everybody has started to realize that Sean McVay speaks with Jared Goff on that headset until he can no longer speak to him at like 20 or 15 seconds or something. And so as uh, Goff comes up to the line and they have that hurry up offense, he's kind of uh, McVay is surveying the defense to kind of give him hints as to, you know, you want to check to this, you want to throw here, here's where I see an empty zone. And then at the 20 or 15 or whatever it is, it gets cut off. So, Peyton is saying, I want you to scream as loud as possible in those first 10 seconds so he doesn't hear anything. I like that idea. You like that? <laughs> I do. I think that's I think that's cool. It's it's probably not gonna work. Let's be real. I mean, I get it. It's it's noise and you're trying to distract him any way you can, but I don't want to I mean, these guys are professionals. So they're professionals. They are. And and I get it what he's trying to do, because I think it's really cool, but let's be real. I mean, you really think all those people in the Dome are going to listen? I don't know, man. Let me just tell you this. Uh, they are, I would say, the I, I would say the Rams are considered right now as kind of an underdog uh, in this game. I know a lot of people are still kind of picking them, but at the same time, they got a few things that are going for them. One of them is the fact that they have a kid to lead back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the Saints played... Uh, the Rams back in week nine, Marcus Peters was the guy who was covering Michael uh, Thomas. And I actually read a piece about Michael Thomas on ESPN today. Really, really good. That guy uh, just really inspiring dude. Somebody who just kind of puts himself at the bottom and says, I'm going to prove everybody wrong. So you're going to have your number one cornerback uh, in that week nine matchup. Michael Thomas went 12 receptions, 211 yards and one touchdown. He also broke out the Joe Horn celebration by having a phone which is absolutely hilarious. So yeah. I think that'll benefit the Rams. The other thing is that C.J. Anderson, who had an incredible game against the Cowboys, uh, 23 attempts, 123 yards, two scores. Uh, I mean, he has been a complete just like revelation for the Rams in that playoff game because of the fact that last year, if you go back to when they played the Falcons, I mean, the Falcons just drubbed them the entire game on defense. They said, look, Jared Goff, if what you've been doing the entire year is throwing and airing it out and just picking apart secondaries, 
we're going to force you to run the ball. Mm -hmm. And you could see last year in that wild card game, Todd Gurley was getting dragged down a lot. So, I I mean, C.J. Anderson's going to be really important for this game. Well, the the better depth you have at running back, and usually everyone says, right, if if the passing game is working, that'll open the run game or vice versa, whatever that is. But the thing with, for me at least, is if Jared Goff even has a decent game with all the weapons he has around him and the run game can, I don't know, a lot of people think, Maybe not think, but I don't know if a lot of people know what some consider to be a good run, like a pickup on first down maybe, right? You'd say four yards is a pretty darn good pickup on first down. I think if they can do that consistently, I mean, thank you for that. (laughs) They can do that consistently. I really think they, I mean, they walk away with it, but I just think Jared Goff, the only thing he can't do is he just has to play decent, I should say. He can't play... So you don't think he has to play his best game to really win? No, absolutely not. Because I kind of feel like at the same time, the Saints are going to get prepared to play the Rams' base offense. I think what Mm -hmm. they did against the Cowboys was really McVay evolving as a head coach because of the fact that last year, I I go back to that Atlanta Atlanta game last year because it really showed his rookiness. He didn't game plan around anything. He didn't anticipate what the defense was going to do, and I think he's gotten better at that now. And you're going to see that, He's either going to, uh, you know, change things up, going to air it out a little bit more because he knows that the Saints secondary isn't extremely good. They've definitely improved throughout the year, but he knows that the pass rush is going to be something that's coming at Goff. So Goff's going to have to get the ball out of his hands pretty quick. So, I I mean, that's going to be an intriguing game. The other side uh, with the AFC, um, dude, I want the Patriots to lose so bad, Mm -hmm. so bad because they're putting up this stupid narrative you know, you heard Tom Brady. This is uh, Tom Brady after um, this is Tom Brady after their win against the Chargers in the AFC divisional round uh, being interviewed. Well, you mentioned it, your eighth straight AFC championship game, and it's a rematch against Kansas City. This time, though, in Arrowhead. What can we expect from that one? It'll be a good game. They're a good team, and uh, we played them earlier this year. You know, I know, you know, everyone thinks we suck and, you know, can't win any games. So we'll see. It'll be fun. Okay, so we suck. We can't win any games. We've been to the AFC Championship game how many years? So, right, eight. Uh, We have never been out of the postseason for the better part of a decade. Uh, Julian Edelman is also selling shirts that say bet against us. Wow, really? Yeah. Are you going to buy one? No, because it's really (laughs) stupid. Like, they have to create their own narrative to try to get pumped up for this game, which I don't. Yeah, I don't get that, but, I mean, it's true. People did say, think about it, if Tom Brady has one bad game, they're like, oh, man, Tom Brady's finished. He's too old. Like, he's done for. And then, obviously, they come out and they make it this far, right? I just don't see them. I don't see – they might not have as many weapons, but it's not like they're the underdog every single year. I don't know if he – to me, it kind of sounded like he was making it seem like they were an underdog, I guess. But I don't see that at all. Like, And the thing with Tom Brady – I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady at all, but is I mean, it because he kissed his kid on the mouth? No, that's that, that's really? whatever. No, that's that's, that's okay with you. No, but I mean, I didn't see it. So you are okay with it? No, absolutely not. So I don't get it. Why don't you like him? It's just I don't know, man. It's the same thing. Like I just don't like. I don't want to say I don't like greatness. I just don't like him. I've never liked him, so I can't like him now, right? Yeah. Is that well, a thing? no, I understand. He kissed his kid on the mouth lovingly, and now you're like. That's weird. I don't want to see that. Exactly. Now Why I'm like, did he kiss I hope his he kid? Lo- Yeah, now, now I hope they lose. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only explanation. But I don't know. That You're right. That's stupid. You shouldn't have to 
try to pump yourself up like that, I guess. I mean, yeah, I just want the Chiefs to win now. I want more. the Chiefs <laughs> to win, too. And I think the big matchup that you're going to see in this, you know, we teased it in the last segment, was that, you know, the whole Michael Thomas and Peters thing is everybody's talking about that, right? Even though Akib Tlaib is probably going to be manning up Michael Thomas during the game. I think the big matchup is going to be the Patriots secondary against Travis Kelsey. Um, Kelsey, he had only five uh, catches on nine targets for 61 yards during their week six game this season. Uh, so you better believe that Andy Reid's going to game plan around trying to get him open and try to open up the offense. Because, you know, in that game, that week six game that the Patriots won, you know, they won 43 to 40. Um, you could tell that at the end, Mahomes started to get the pattern of the Patriots, Dean. He started to kind of find some holes that were open. He started feeling a lot more comfortable rolling out of the pocket and everything. I think you're going to see Andy Reid game plan around trying to get Travis Kelsey, uh, you know, a lot more touches, a lot more active, and a lot more into space. Um, so, yeah, I mean, from a macro point of view, and I think they were saying this on Darian Mel, and 55305, I, I, I want to know if there has ever been a better Final Four in the NFL playoffs. I, yeah, I don't I, think... I can't think of a better NFC-AFC title weekend. Right. I or just, at least the anticipation. You will at least, as long as I can remember, I think this is the best one by far. Yeah, I, I mean, you have two, two of the best offenses in the league. You have one of the most you know, astounding and up-and-coming quarterbacks, and then you have the old guard of the Patriots who are just trying to keep things going. You never know when Tom Brady's going to retire because he looks like crap during the season yeah. until he gets a bye week and then somehow looks <laughs> absolutely inflappable. The one other thing to uh, look at in this game is the fact that the Patriots absolutely just mauled the Chargers on the ground with Sony Michelle, uh, who, by the way, I didn't know what happened to that guy when he got drafted, I remember watching him in the national title game two years ago and be like, dude, that guy's got to be a first round pick. Mm -hmm. um, went to the Patriots. <laughs> uh, Chiefs ranked 27th in rushing defense. Ooh. So you got to think that the Patriots are going to still stand by their same stuff, run the ball, ground it out. And yeah, well, that's the thing. You can't stack the box because if you do, then obviously Tom Brady, arguably one of the best quarterbacks ever is just going to pick you apart. Oh yeah. So they have to figure out something. I mean, I don't want to be cliche and say, you know, try to force turnovers or send a bunch of pressure, whatever it is, but you just did exactly, but you should, but you should. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I hope, I just hope that Patrick Mahomes has a good game. That's really all I want to see is, Oh yeah. Dude. I want to see him kind of take that next step because oh, yeah. I think obviously he's, he's caught a lot of people's attention. You know, he's had a great season all season long, but if he could just take that next step and kind of put him in that, Upper category, maybe the the Tom Brady's. The upper echelon. You don't think he's there already? I don't think so yet. Maybe what? not yet. I think number one. I just dude's gonna I win MVP. No, he is, and I and I get that a hundred percent. I just want to I just want to see him kind of take the next step, and maybe he does take the next step, and then they end up in the Super Bowl, whatever that is. But I just want to see him kind of progress because I think a lot of the time we we jump on it too early, just like with Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff, excuse me. Because last season, everyone's like, oh, my goodness, this guy is just a whole different level. And then, obviously, playoff comes around, and it doesn't look like it at all. Yeah, and I think they just got out game planned last yeah. year. But, I, I mean, the old thing that we had with Andy Reid, right, is mm -hmm. the fact that he is terrible at time management, and he seems to <laughs> not be very good at winning playoff games mm -hmm. when he's in Kansas City. Right. Or really anywhere, for that matter. He had to have uh, Donovan McNabb and Terrell Owens together in their primes on the same team to even get to the Super Bowl. And even at that point, he still managed to lose. Now, I understand that Terrell Owens' leg was broken, but... That's pretty crazy, huh? That is crazy. A, a broken leg and you still play? Jeez. Yeah, that guy was a freak. And it's too bad because people are not going to uh, remember him for that. Oh, I will. 
Will you? For being a freak and not, like, just kind of a nuisance? Yeah, not a nuisance at all. Come on, man. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. Chad Johnson's probably my favorite player. Really? Yeah. Beaver. He's a beaver. All right, we will get into, in the second hour, uh, breaking down these games individually, kind of taking the uh, micro standpoint. But guess what? The Trailblazers played last night, and they got some help from a guy who originally was a starter and now is on the bench, and now the question is, should he start? Uh, it is 9.32 on the fan, and this is the news. The Trailblazers... They won last night. They beat the Pelicans 128 to 112. Damian Lillard had 22 points and eight assists, but the big story of the night was the fact that Jake Lehman came off the bench. Ooh, he was hot off the bench, scoring 20 points, pretty much making up the Blazers' offense in the first quarter of play. Pelicans, they now fall to 21 and 25. They're four games out of the eighth place spot in the Western Conference. Alan Gentry should just uh, quit. Uh, I don't know why he doesn't, because he's going to get fired. <laughs> He will get fired. I, I'm surprised he didn't get fired on a plate right home. He didn't get tarmac. Well, because uh, uh, at this point, Anthony Davis is now out uh, one to two weeks. Uh, he's getting an x-ray. Well, he got the x-ray Friday night. And, um, yeah, he's going to be out one to two weeks. And you have a guy who's going to be up for contract in 2020. I think the best hope that you have if you are Anthony Davis or if you are the Pelicans is trying to make a splashy hire at coach midseason and just try to do something to inject some energy in this team because they're kind of they're boring. They suck. <laughs> Which I I know they lost Rajon Rondo last uh, last season. Obviously he's on the Lakers now, but that's why I don't understand. Because when they played this Portland team last year, they absolutely dominated. Oh, in the playoffs! Them. It was ridiculous. Was, yeah, they dominated. Them. Yeah. It was ridiculous. And then you watch them now, you're like, my goodness! Like, where's the help? This poor guy, Anthony Davis, like goes down. He gets a block shot or something, rebound, dribble the full length of the court, or pass, you know, they 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 spread the floor. He passes it out, goes back into the post, gets the ball, turns around, misses the shot, gets the layup, makes a shot, turn around, go back, do the same thing. I was like, I don't know how he does this all the time. Um, Yeah. You know, it's just, it's, yeah. it sucks for him because. Well, here's the thing I'm kind of uh, playing around with in my brain. And 55305 is the better you today text line. I want to hear if anybody can um, just basically hate on me for this because I've been saying it quite a lot on this show. Is Anthony Davis worth it? He just got hurt again. If he's healthy, he's for sure worth it. Yeah, but, but if, if he's can, healthy, yeah. it's kind of the same thing with. Uh, the Warriors and Boogie Cousins mm -hmm. was the fact that if I was a team and Boogie Cousins contract was up like it was last year, I would be like every other team was in the NBA except for the Warriors and go, I can't really sign you to anything because you get hurt a lot. And for some reason, every team you're on sucks. Yeah. Like that, that's probably not a good sign. You know, last year when he got hurt, like he always does, Boogie Cousins, uh, the Pelicans went on a 10 game winning streak, which pretty much, pretty much sprung them into their playoff position against the mm -hmm. Blazers. I I mean, to me, I, I think with this player, it's it's almost as if he's such a gadget guy, such an incredibly good gadget guy where he can do absolutely everything, that the offense revolves around him and nobody gets better. Yeah. Like, I don't see anybody on that Pelicans roster getting any better, not during this game, not during really any game this season that I've watched with them. But you go over to the other side of the ball and you have guys like Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, who now they're... They're placing themselves third in the West. 
really competitive, really hard test in the West. And you're making guys like Jake Lehman get better. He scored 20 points off the bench, dude. Yeah. Well, the thing with... The, I, I, I know you're going to hate on the Blazers. I'm not so gonna, no, it. I'm not going to hate on... I'm just saying I don't understand, like... Because this does this not always happen? I feel like this always happens where the Blazers start to look really good. And even myself, like I always tell people, everybody who's listening, please don't hate me for saying this, but I'm just not a Blazer fan. I'm not. And so when... The Blazers are good. Everyone gets their hopes up, and it always happens. And I'm yeah. like, wow, the Blazers are actually pretty good this season. Yeah. And then whatever seed that they get into the playoffs, and then they get to the playoffs, and you're like, oh, my goodness. Like, Yeah, what is so, this? I mean, we're not at the All-Star break yet, and yeah. the All-Star break is kind of your, and I, I've said this many, many times, is that the All-Star break is kind of your barometer. That's mm-hmm. when you can pretty much figure out who's who. Yeah. Uh, there's really no mysteries. You know, there's one team or two that'll kind of surprise you. And like the Pelicans push. did yeah. last year, make right? They push. make a push and they kind of do it. But at the same time, you, you know who everyone is. And you're completely right because I think by this time last year, the Blazers were somewhat in a similar position mm-hmm. uh, where they were looking good in the West and they were kind of just eddying along and doing well. Uh, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to do with this team. So somebody on the text line says an injured Anthony Davis is better than Zach Collins. And to me, it's like, I get where you're coming from with that because you say, why don't we get a superstar that can actually kind of put us forward. That can make us a relevant team in the West, not Mm -hmm. just this team that always kind of gets into third or whatever. But at the same time, man, I I don't think I would want to risk anything where I'm trading the entire boat to get somebody like Anthony Davis. Yeah. Like, if we were able to trade for him, and this has been floated around a lot, right? If we were able to give the Pelicans Zach Collins, C.J. McCollum, and, like, two of our picks to get Anthony Davis, would you do it? There's half of me that would say yes because screw it. Let's just get the one-year rental and see what happens. Mm -hmm. And then there's the other part of me that kind of goes, I don't know about that. Yeah. Well, that's because if you do do trade to get him, like that scenario you said, then you have Yusuf Nurkic, you have Damian Lillard, and then you have Anthony Davis. That's pretty nice. That is pretty nice to have. That's nice to have, but how well are those guys all going to interact? Exactly, with each other? and that's that's always know. a toss up. And then, if not, if you don't trade for them, then okay, we're, we what if we see the same thing we've seen the past? I don't know, three seasons, maybe two seasons, where it's Blazers. They start off kind of good, then there's kind of like it's kind of just like a hill. They they play really good, then they play really bad. Everyone's super excited, and then everyone's like, "This team's horrible. We're not going to win any games." Then come playoffs, maybe they get a four a three seed, everyone's super excited, and then they, I don't know, they crap their pants in the playoffs, yeah. and then everyone's like, well, what it do smells. we need to do? We need to blow this team. Yeah, it smells super bad. Then yeah. We need to blow up this team, and then Clear it never the happens. Gym. Right. Uh, so I don't know. You tell me. Uh, you just told me, and you're right. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Yeah, you did. But you earned it. Thank you. You know, I always, hmm. I don't want to bring up this playoff story again, or, yeah, because I always say it, Yeah. about the Houston Rockets and the Blazers. Because I don't want people to stop listening to us because I did this at a game. But uh Yeah, you changed jerseys, you jerk. I did. I had a I had a blazer t shirt under and a Rockets jersey over. This was game six. Game six. A couple six. Of years back when Lillard hit the game winner. Hit the game winner. He hit that game winner, and you know what I did? What? I was talking smack to all the Blazer fans around me. As soon as that happened, I was like, Oh, I dropped my phone, bend down, rip it off. And then stand up, and I got my blazer shirt on. I'm high-fiving people. I mean, this doesn't really surprise me. You're a guy who thinks it's morally okay to steal Tupperware. So. I, did steal, I did steal it. But I'm like I always tell people, I'm just happy that 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 wasn't on like a, on SportsCenter, not top 10. Because if someone would have saw that, if a camera would have got me, that for sure would have happened. 
That would have been pretty funny. And my and I would have been ruined. You know what I have to put on like my <laughs> my Twitter bio is is bandwagon fed or or whatever you would say. Let's see here. Uh here, Mr. Graves. Wow, you have some good experience in radio. Looks like you've been actually on TV before. That's good. <laughs> now, are you the same Marcus Graves that punked out and changed jerseys <laughs> in Game Six of the Blazers Rockets uh, in the first round of the playoffs? Yes, sir. Yeah, that was me. Okay, I'm going to need you to get the hell out, <laughs> sir. We actually, you actually aren't as qualified yes. as we thought. Sir, for this job. McDonald's does not take <laughs> bandwagon fans, sir. The assistant manager to the associate position has been filled, just like that. <laughs> Amen. That's okay, though. Hey, Boogie Cousins uh, played his first game. He did. Since getting injured, uh, being out for over a year, he uh, put in 15 minutes, 5 from 11 from the field goal range, uh, 3 of 4 from three-point range, 6 uh, rebounds. Warriors beat the Clippers 112-94. He fouled out in the fourth quarter. It was pretty funny. The uh, Warriors bench actually gave him a standing ovation. Which is, that's that's nice. It's nice for them to do that. He did say after the game, that's probably the fakest appreciation I've ever got. <laughs> Which for a guy I get constantly annoyed with every single NBA season. I love that. That's really? Awesome. You get annoyed with him every NBA season? I do, dude. I don't like his attitude. I don't like how people build him up. And yeah. he has never been on a successful team. Like people build him up to be like a franchise changing player. Yeah. And I get it. He was on the Kings and, you know, the Putting Kings is numbers. kind of a money pit. You, you, it's hard to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, they're kind of good this year with De'Aaron Fox. So that theory goes right out the window. And then you were worse. You made the Pelicans worse when you were with Anthony Davis. And then they went on a 10 game winning streak when you got hurt. So I, I can only put pieces together and say that I don't know how good you really are. But here's the theory. What if he joined the Warriors? Because I remember, don't you remember him and Kevin Durant having beef last year? Yes, I do. And so what if he joined the Warriors? just to tear them apart and make them lose. Oh, you mean he's a deep state guy? Yeah, what if he is like that? Oh. I mean, I'm sure he's I'm going to guess not. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, that's like a walking ring. <laughs> Joining that, what is that? The The starting lineup is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and <laughs> Boogie, Boogie Cousins. Cousins. Yeah, and actually a good stat for you. Since 1976, this is the first time that a team has started five All-Stars. That's outrageous. That usually happens, you know. On an all-star what, team. But whatever happened to... Or, you know, the U.S. <laughs> yeah. The U.S. national team. Whatever happened to... Uh, it was, who was the last NBA commissioner? Uh, Mr. David Stern. That blocked Chris Paul from going to the Lakers. Yeah. I don't under... I, I still don't understand that. Uh, because he... The NBA owned the uh, Hornets. Mm, okay. And if Chris Paul would have left... Uh, ticket sales probably would have gone down and they'd lose a lot and they'd probably have to relocate the team again. Ah, okay. Uh, that makes so sense. That was a time when building super teams was still kind of iffy. Iffy. Yeah. Uh, they did it with the Celtics, I know, back in 08, but I think this was even before uh, LeBron went to the Heat. So I, I, I think that whole thing was about them looking at a piece of real estate and going, oh my God, no one's going to go to those games and mm-hmm. we're going to lose money and we got to move this team again. Yeah, because... As a diehard Laker fan of about a year now, or less than a year, because whenever LeBron James joined that team, uh, that that hurts me. Hmm. That hurts me to see. Well, that's enough NBA talk. Maybe yeah. we'll get back into it later. No, nah, that's okay. But coming up next, it's the weekend review where one man hopes to grow dreadlocks on a different team. It's mm. good versus evil. Coming up next, it's 947 on the fan.
Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. <laughs> If he welcome competition, bring it on. Bring Trevor Lawrence. Mm. Bring Tua Tagovailoa. If that's your, if that's the way you feel, if you welcome competition, why does the coach need to reassure you he's not taking any grad transfer QBs? Mm. That was a result of pissing off a disgruntled customer at Safeway who demands a refund for a half-eaten deli sandwich. Shannon Sharp. He's talking about the big news coming from college football this week that former Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts will become a graduate transfer at the University of Oklahoma. Hurts will play for Lincoln Riley, who's coached the last two Heisman winners, Baker Mayfield and Link. Wait, who's the other one? Kyler Murray. That's right. <laughs> this is a big deal. But do you think that Hurts is the difference between a college football playoff exit and a college football playoff trophy, Marcus? Uh... Yes. Oh, I do. Oh, never mind. Next segment. No, um, well, I mean, why though? I mean, because we've seen Hurts, uh-huh. I don't know. We saw him improve a little bit during the SEC title game, but at the same time, he's definitely not as good a thrower as Mayfield or Murray. He's not, but I'm, I'm just being 100% biased because I like his attitude because he stuck it out for a year. Oh. <laughs> That's it. You Nothing just like, you, you like that idea? Yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, I don't know. Maybe we should go to the next one. I'm kind of butchering it, huh? <laughs> I don't have a reasonable answer. Well, I'll say this. I think Jalen Hurts is smart, obviously, to transfer, and I think it was really messed up what uh, Oklahoma was doing with the other guy who wanted to transfer to <laughs> he said no. West Virginia, and they said no. Uh, eventually, he is now going to go to West Virginia University. I think this does uh, give them a little bit better of a chance to uh, get into a championship game situation, but you always have to remember Alabama and Clemson are better than you. Yeah. I don't think Jalen Hurts is the difference. I feel like Antonio uh, brought it on himself. In turning my back on my brothers, I couldn't even come to that game and be on the sideline with a fur coat on and looking at my brothers and knowing that the playoff contentions is still on the line. I just couldn't do that. That was a man with a great haircut and an even nicer-looking suit, Emmanuel Sanders. He's talking about notable douchebag Antonio Brown. For some reason, Bruce Arians came out Wednesday and called Brown a diva. Emmanuel Sanders seemed to agree with Arians uh, in that take. And so in the last sound clip, uh, that's what you heard. And that sparked Brown to tweet out, quote, he didn't draft me. He drafted Emmanuel Sanders, same guy who missed rehab to go on networks to talk about me on situation. He have zero clue. Arians now wears Kangoo hats. I think he means can- Kangle uh, and sunglasses, but I'm a diva. Uh, done seen it all. Then they say we friends stop lying. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they lost me on that one. Word on the street, though, is that the 49ers are interested in trading for the Pro Bowler. Would you want Antonio Brown on your team right now? Absolutely. Really? Yes. Why? But this happens all the time is players just get mad with their situation and they want to leave. Like, I get it. He's probably making a little too much of a scene about it. But, I mean, we act like this doesn't happen every single season. We're at least one player makes a big scene and then he wants to be off the team. It doesn't happen all the time. Like, it happens all the time and people act like this is something that's just crazy new. 
I would love to have him on my team. He's a great talent. I think if you get him in a situation where he wants to be, then, yeah, might as well leave him there. I mean, I hate Pittsburgh. I hate the Steelers. And I hate what they <laughs> what they did with Le'Veon Bell and everything like that. So I could see why he would want to leave. And as soon as Le'Veon Bell left, what happened? All those players just went digging through his <laughs> digging through his locker. I wouldn't want to be part of that. No, they suck. Try to limit those, those mistakes. Uh, you know, we gave up a couple of and ones, um, you know, giving him credit, doing what he hit some big shots, uh, which he's been doing all year. You know, but just a couple of uh, slip opportunities defensively. That was homeless man who snuck into the Toyota Center, started shooting well, got a job, but then was fired because the organization somehow inherently knew he sucks in the playoffs. James Harden. The reigning MVP is having a statistically great season. The bearded one scored 58 points during a loss to the Nets Wednesday. And that's just two days after dropping 57 on the Grizzlies. Do you want another inflated stat? In the past 20 games, Harden is averaging a little over 41 points a game. Side note, James Harden is not a top five pick for the All-Star game right now. Really? Do his monster monster statistics make James Harden less likable? No. You think this is just exciting basketball? Or are are you kind of tired of the whole, like, he just goes into the lane, travels, and draws a foul? Okay, well, that is boring, but I watched that Warriors game a couple weeks ago where he hit that game-winning shot against the Warriors and they won. That was great. I loved watching that. That was that was dope. Maybe it was just because it was the Warriors losing. I don't know. But regardless, no, it doesn't make it boring. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, with this guy, I just, I don't know. He really annoys me. Is because it the beard? No, because he didn't take over in... Uh, he didn't take over in the series last year in Game 7. That's I true. I mean, he's supposed to be the leader of that team. Yeah. But can you blame it? It was the Warriors. Dude, screw that. <laughs> You're at home. It's Game 7. Just do it. Just beat them. Quit being a jerk. Weird <laughs> jerk. Now, this guy is known as a dine and dash dater. Turn off that Hawaiian music. Bothers the hell out of me. Uh, He's called the dine and dash dater for walking out on checks while on first dates with numerous women at Southern California restaurants. He surrendered Monday uh, to serve a 120-day jail sentence. (laughs) Paul Guadalupe Gonzalez, 45, pleaded no contest in November to three counts of defrauding an innkeeper by non-payment and one count of petty theft. In addition to jail time, the uh, judge ordered him to have probation for three years. He was also ordered to pay $240 in restitution to two of his victims and to stay at least 100 yards away from five restaurants. So this guy is known for taking women out on dates and then just like, see ya. That that got him <laughs> jail time? Yeah, dude, he does it a lot. Okay, I'm <laughs> I'm a little confused. So he just takes him out to like Yeah, he dinner. takes him out to dinner. Uh-huh. And then he's like, I'm going to pay because I'm a gentleman. Yeah. Uh, and then he goes, oh, I have to go to the bathroom and then leaves. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> That's terrible. That's but like the scummiest of that scum. Is, no, that is scummy for sure. And that's absolutely horrible. Like how pissed off would you be if the woman did that to you? I don't want to say it's happened to me before. But it has. Because I think my girlfriend might be listening. Oh. But. It happened to you, didn't it? Uh, yes, I think so. What do you mean you think so? It either happened or it didn't. Well, 
I don't want to make it sound like I'm like a, a like I drink a lot, but I remember. We, but you drink a lot. You have a problem. No, Keep going. Yes, but we drank, and then we went to a restaurant. It wasn't a super nice one, though. So I, I, think it was, I think it was like a Panda Express. Nice. And then she, I think she said that she had to go to the bathroom. Not go to the bathroom, but I can't remember. I think she had a phone call. Oh, right. And then left. A phone call. Right. Quote, unquote. It, it made me. Okay, but at the same time, she did actually leave, but she started eating. Well, yeah, I, I bet she left. She didn't want to pay for it. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, I paid for it, but, yeah, she left, but she left some food, so I just ate it, and I went home. Well, there's your payment. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, it sucks because I, I paid and she dipped, but at the same time, I mean. Dude, you got to put that on your resume. No. Once got dined and dashed <laughs> at Panda Express. Semicolon yeah, drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I ate the food, though, <laughs> so it wasn't as bad. Oh... That brings me joy. Does you get dined and dashed at a uh, Panda Express. You know, when I come to look back at it, every t- every time we have, like, a scenario, I don't want to say it's happened to me because then people will be like, this guy's just making it up, but that actually happened to me. No, I think it did happen to you, and that's what makes it all the funnier. But I did. It was orange chicken. I think it was Beijing beef that she got. Did you so, throw it up? No. Nice. I'm not much of a, I'm not much of a guy who throws up. After drinking? Yeah. Like, I, I drink a 40, and then I'm pretty solid. That's pretty champ status right there for you. You know? I got maybe three quarters of the way through before I would throw up a 40. Well, what do I... It's because you got an iron stomach, man. You're I do. a big guy. I'm not a big guy. Oh, you're a big guy. <laughs> big beer drinking guy. Good versus Evil is brought to you by our good friends at 808, the Titan Hawaiian Restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Coming up next in hour two, we break down both division championship games and find out who is to blame... For introducing gumbo to the situation. It's Ooh. 10 o'clock on the fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.